Welcome to Breakthrough with Brig, the podcast that teaches high-achieving Black women how to use thought work to break through barriers, get out of their own way, and become their best self in the most loving and sustainable way. Y'all ready? Let's dig in. Hey guys, welcome back to Breakthrough with Brig, and I'm Brig Johnson, life and mindset coach for high achieving Black women. So listen, this episode, I'm going to talk about one of the main reasons why I believe so strongly in the concept of thinking about what we are thinking about. Like why we give so much credence to our thoughts, our feelings. And I want to explain that in this episode. So the title of this episode, okay, now listen, get the kids away, turn it down, put your iPods in. Because if you guys don't know it already, I was raised by a couple of sailors. My grandmother was a sailor (laughs) and my dad was a sailor. So F-bombs, all of it. And one of the things that I want to do more than anything is allow myself to just be me. So me is sometimes I'm going to drop a couple of F-bombs. Now that we've said that, Let's get going. The title of today's podcast is Your Brain is Fucking With You. This is why I love thought work. But let me explain how and why our brains fuck with us. It's actually kind of a good thing when you understand why its purpose and what's going on. And this is the main reason why coaching is so valuable for us as high-achieving women. I want to talk about the brain in two different, now it's a whole lot more complicated than that. I know it, you high-achieving women that understand brains really well, but I'm going to keep it simple. We have our lower brain and our higher brain. Our lower brain, we're going to call lizard brain or the limbic brain, Okay, and the higher brain, we're just going to call it our prefrontal cortex. It's beautiful. I love thinking of it as it's this beautiful thing called our prefrontal cortex. It's the one thing that we have as humans, I think it's God's gift to us, that not every other mammal has in the amount that we have. Okay, now, What we have as humans is we have evolved from using just our limbic brain, which is our lizard brain, which was designed for survival. The whole point of our lizard brain was for us to survive, for us to seek pleasure, avoid pain, and stay the same. Those doing those three things is what we call the motivational triad. Doing those three things 
is the thing that helped us to survive long enough to reproduce. That was it. Survival of the species. Avoid pain, seek pleasure, stay the same. Stay the same, meaning expend as little energy as possible. So stay the same. Like don't work too much, like stay the same. Okay. You can imagine if we were 1500 years ago, we don't want to expend a whole bunch of energy because we may have to run away from a tiger at any moment. Stay the same. Seek pleasure back then was literally go find water, go find food or reproduce. Survival of the species. Avoid pain was don't get out the cave at night. There may be something outside of us that is threatening. Do not go towards threatening things. All of these three things were very useful for us. It's the basis of our existence and why we were able to actually continue to evolve to now we have this beautiful prefrontal cortex and now we've created lives of comfort where actually the three things that motivated us and kept us alive and survived is actually backfiring on us now. What do you mean? Brig, when you say that. What I'm saying is, is the things that were designed to keep us safe are now the things that keep us the same, not going towards our goals as high achieving women. See, our lower brain is the fastest, it's the oldest. It is automatic. So if we're not taught the process of fault management, which is what I teach my clients to do, to really manage their mind, if we're not taught how to use and access that prefrontal cortex, then we operate from our lizard brain. Our lizard brain was designed 1,500 years ago or more. I actually don't know when it was, but that's besides the point. (laughs) It was designed to keep us safe, but it still has the same response now as if our life and death depended on it. So in other words, when we are on, let's just say you're on the diet or you're like trying to live in a life that is a lifestyle that produces more health for you. Okay. (laughs) We'll say it that way, right? And the goal is maybe not to eat the cookie or not to eat the cake. If you slow down, you will notice your brain, the lizard brain, not to seek pleasure is like, what the heck is going on? 1500 years ago, it was go towards it. Like, oh, these are the berries. Eat all the berries you can. Well, yeah, because 1,500 years ago, the berries were going to be gone and that's it. And you needed to like have extra energy because maybe there was going to be a winter that maybe berries and things weren't going to be as plentiful. And we needed that extra padding on ourselves to be able to survive in order to reproduce and produce more offspring. But that isn't necessarily the same thing going on now 
Now we have berries on every corner because we have a grocery store on every corner and a convenience store on every half corner. Not to mention Uber Eats, DoorDash, that brings the shit right to your door now. You don't even have to leave, right? So that seeking mechanism that was so precious then that actually motivated you to get out your cave and go do something because that's what you needed to do. That seeking mechanism isn't necessarily as important now, but we have to override it. But if we don't understand that it's our lizard brain that's saying, eat the cake, eat the cake, eat the cake. You know, I have to say anime. (laughs) I'm sorry. I had to do it. But if we don't understand that it's our lizard brain that's saying it, then we don't know how to apply our thought work, which is our prefrontal cortex, which is our executive brain that actually has dominance over our lizard brain when we involve it, when we say, hey, when we like tap into it. But the problem is, is through mind management, we don't know how to do that because we've never learned that because unfortunately they taught us everything in school, but the one thing that could help us, which is how to manage our mind so that we can manage our default emotions that come from triggers that were designed 1500 years ago that We still act as if giving a talk in front of a classroom of 10 people is a cyber-toothed tiger. When it's not, we still interpret, our brain does, still interprets having those difficult conversations with friends, with loved ones, with coworkers as a cyber-toothed tiger threatening, and it's not. We still interpret eating in a way that sustains us, that doesn't tire us, give us brain fog and inflammation and causes chronic diseases as a threat to our survival. And we want to know why we can't do the things that we want to do. Like we don't show up for getting a project done on time having the difficult conversations, putting ourselves back out there on the dating app and deciding to start dating again, forgiving our husband, allowing our kids to be who they are, not going for the big goal, not saying yes to starting the business, not enrolling in the class, not going for the promotion because we interpret those is danger because avoid pain. I may feel embarrassed. I may feel rejection. I may get in humiliated. It may not work. I, oh my God, y'all, I may do the F word. I may fail. Our brain interprets fail. Like when we think of failure and we think of it from the lens of our lizard brain, We think of it as the most God-awful thing ever to our world. When actually, failure is the most beautiful thing for us as humans because 
through our failure, we get data. We use that beautiful prefrontal cortex of ours to interpret that data, make another decision in a plan, in a hypothesis to solve problems from. And we apply that data and course correct. But when we call that failure rejection, lizard brain takes over. But when we interpret it through the eyes of a managed mind and ask ourselves, is that really true? Like when our brain is fucking with us, our brain is saying danger. We just have to understand the lens in which that brain is saying danger in. If our brains are saying danger because it's something that we want to do and, oh, no, we got to go towards it. Like, yes, we have to have that difficult conversation. Yes, I want a guy or I want a girl. Then I've got to put myself back on the dating app. Or like, I want to start exercising. I do want to expend energy. I don't want to stay the same. I do want to get out of my cave. Then we have to understand the resistance that we must go against is our own brain giving us all of the excuses to stay stuck in the cave with a fire head on a rock. And our brain is totally okay with that. Our lizard brain. Why? Because remember, only thing our lizard brain wants us to do, stay the same, eat and reproduce. That's it. Survival of our species. And it was very good at it. That's why it's the fastest. It's the most automatic. And it's our default if we don't engage our prefrontal cortex. So managing our mind is actually managing the feelings from our brain reacting as if we are in danger. Danger, Will Robinson, danger is what our brain says all the time. And if we're not careful, we're like, (gasps) because our brain is fucking with us and we're just agreeing. Yes, it's danger. But really, is it? What if actually going towards the pain was the thing? That's where managing our mind is. It's like we have to learn to uncover the real things, the real reasons why, instead of just accepting it like, no. It's like the simple thought of like going no flour, no sugar. Most people go, oh, no, I could never do that. Like, "Mm, I'm just not wired that way. Why? Because your brain loves the dopamine. It says seek pleasure. And the thought of like going through withdrawal of the sugar is pain, avoid pain, stay the same. But honey, you're a diabetic. Why don't you do what you want to do has nothing to do with your motivation. It's not because you don't want it enough. It's not because you're not hungry. Is simply because you have not learned how to interpret that lizard brain when it's saying danger, don't go there. 
how to go and attach your prefrontal cortex and choose different thoughts that motivate you to do, to actually delay gratification now going towards the pain so that you can get a higher reward later. That's mind management. That's what the value in learning to use your mind, thought work, that's the value of it. The problem is simply, if we don't learn how to manage our mind, we stay stuck on creating lives of repeat, which is what we already have. And all we do is reproduce the same life over and over and over again. If you want different, we have to think differently. One of the ways we do that is through the power of questions. Just questioning, where did that come from? Why am I choosing that? If we have 60 to 80,000 thoughts a day, and we do, and studies show that 95% of them are negative, keeping us in that limbic brain, that's how we survived. So of course, 95% of our thoughts are negative. Like I, <laughs> I love it when my clients come up to me and they're like, I have a negative thought. I'm like, oh, really? As if something was totally wrong with the fact that they have a negative thought. The fact that they judge themselves for having negative thoughts keeps them in their lizard brain. Guys, 95% of our thoughts are negative. That's how we evolved. Because guess what? The people who were like red berry, oh my God, let's see what this is. Or the people who were like red berry, no, you eat it. I'm not going to eat it. You eat it. And I'm going to see what you do. That's the people that lived to survive, to reproduce. Not the people who are like, I'm going to go in the cave and see. Yeah, I'm going to stand outside this cave and you let me know what's in there. That's the people who survive to reproduce. So, of course, we tend to see things on the negative. Remember, our lizard brain is on default. It's survival. That's how we survived as a species. So nothing is wrong when we see things negatively, nothing is wrong that 95% of our thoughts are negative. And the other statistic is that 85% of our thoughts are the same thoughts we had the day before and the day before and the day before and the day before. So therefore, we create Groundhog Day because we're thinking the same way. 95% of them are negative, so we're going to stay in our cave with the fly, fire in a rock as our pillow, staying the same, staying comfy enough just to sleep, eat, and reproduce. I didn't say it. I was sure wanting to, though. <laughs> right? 85% of them on repeat, so we create the same life over and over again. But through the power of mind management, we choose different thoughts intentionally. We're choosing to like look at the negative thoughts and drop it. And we're questioning, why am I still repeating the same thought that I had in the fifth grade? In the fifth grade, that sweater fit me so good. It was my favorite sweater. But now 
why am I still forcing myself into this sweater right now? Today, I had a client and like four years ago or so, she chose to leave her good government job. And a thought that she had was, I need to prove to myself that I can be successful. That created a little pressure for her because it was like a sense of urgency. Like I need to prove to myself that I can be successful because she chose not to continue on when they started laying off people. She chose like an early release thing. And so she was like, I need to prove that I can be successful. Well, four years later, we got on a coaching call today and she's like, I have like five jobs and I have my own business and I work for this and I work for that. And she's, I was like, what's going on with you? What's the feeling that's creating the action of having all these jobs? And she said, lack. It's like, what's going on with the lack? And the more we talk, the more we realize the story that created where she was, which was the thought of, I need to prove to myself that I can be successful. That created pressure. The pressure created her urgency to have all these jobs. The thing was, is the result of it now was she wasn't successful because she kept saying yes to all these jobs. So she was working five hours here, four hours there. She had all these and she was spread out that she wasn't focused so the one thing that she wanted, which was to prove that she was she could be successful, she was actually not able to do because that thought no longer served her, even though that thought served her four years ago. Again, where did it come from? Is it serving me now? It was running in the background of her brain and she couldn't understand why she had this urgency to continue working. And say yes, instead of saying, no, I'm going to focus in on this. The simple reason is, is that she hadn't taken the time to manage her mind and to understand, uncover the thoughts that were operating on default. That's what mind management does. So when we question, the power of question, the questioning is we go in and we ask our prefrontal cortex to come in and have dominance over our lizard brain. So what am I thinking is a great question. When you're feeling anxiety, when you're feeling like, when you see that you're doing something, it's like, wait a minute, what am I thinking? Why am I thinking that? Where did that come from? Is it true? It's like the pot roast. You ever heard the story of the pot roast? (laughs) I love this story. It's like the mother teaches the daughter, how to cook a pot roast. She's like, mama, can you teach me how to cook a pot roast? So she gets this beautiful pot roast and she turns it and she cuts off the corner. And she says, why don't you cut off the corner? She's like, I don't know. That's the way mama, my mama taught me. So it was like, but what's wrong with the corner? Like the daughter didn't understand why her mother was telling her just to cut off this and throw it away. She said, I don't know. That's the way my grandmother taught. My mother taught me. So the granddaughter asked her grandmother, grandma, why, <laughs> why do we cut off the corner when we're making a pot roast? And grandma said, cause it wouldn't fit in my pan if I didn't cut off the corner. So she taught her daughter to cut off the corner, but not the reason why. So the daughter just 
cut off the corner, not understanding the reason why. And so she taught her daughter to cut off the corner. Guys, some of us are still cutting off corners. And it's not necessary anymore, but we've never questioned why we do what we do, why it was taught to us, especially as black women. Don't shine, stay small, don't draw attention to yourself. Don't be too smart. Don't be too loud. Don't demand a seat at the table. Don't own your greatness. All of those were cutting off the corner of the roast that was necessary at a time when it was necessary because we didn't fit in the pan. Ladies, queens, we're still cutting off corners. And there is no pan to fit into anymore. But there's a discomfort of it. But because we don't question it, we stay in our lizard brain, not using our prefrontal cortex. I had a client today told me, and I loved it. She said, I am here for a purpose. She said, I am no longer hiding. I am no longer being quiet. That's using your prefrontal cortex and deciding. Why am I choosing to think this way? How does this thought feel? It's a great question for us. How do I feel when I think this thought? How do I want to feel? What can I learn from this? When our brain is unmanaged, we will stay in our lizard brain, which is designed for our survival, to stay in a cave with a fire, sleep, eat, and reproduce. That's it. You want to create, you want to problem solve, you want to take center stage, you want to lead a movement, you want to do some shit. It's going to take us to think at a higher level. That means we're going to have to challenge that 80 to 95% negative thoughts that we have on repeat. We're going to have to have the difficult conversations and feel the discomfort and understand that our brain is saying it's a cyber tooth tiger, feel that emotion and do it fucking anyway. Managing your mind, queens. Managing the thoughts, questioning the thoughts, getting out of default. Because can I tell you something? Advertisers, society, they know this. That's why that checkout stand got all that shit right there, right? As we're getting ready to leave. We're sitting in line trapped and it dangles salt, sugar, chips, candy, lighter fluid, all the things like, oh, you need this. Oh, you need this. Why is it there? Because we, they know our lizard brain is like, ooh, dopamine, ooh, dopamine. Seek pleasure, seek pleasure, seek pleasure. You're not enough. Seek pleasure. Fix it with this. You're not enough. Seek pleasure. Fix it with this. You're not enough. Seek pleasure. Fix it with this. 
And we are on a fucking hamster wheel and don't even know it because we haven't managed our brains. We can do this, ladies. Ask yourself great questions. Think about what you're thinking about. And let's stop letting our lizard brain fuck with us, keeping us out of our growth. Because guess what? When we go towards our growth, yeah, there may be some discomfort, but at least our asses is out the cave. And maybe we end up at a holiday inn. We can sleep in a bed with a real pillow and central air and heat and a little room service. Guess what? I'll take that any day. All right, guys. Till next time. I'll see you next episode. Bye. If you enjoyed this podcast, and want to take thought work even deeper with me as your guide. Opportunities to work with me one-on-one are available. Go to brickjohnson.com to schedule your own personal breakthrough call. In 30 minutes, we'll see if working together is a great fit. Brickjohnson.com, B-R-I-G-J-O-H-N-S-O-N. See you next time.